Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 5 of the Fine Poetry Podcast. My name's Fina, I'm your host, and today is a weird little episode. Because I am not prepared. Not that I'm ever prepared, but I'm even less prepared than usual. Um, I spent the last three days in Glasgow visiting a friend. It was very nice. I have a lot of inspiration for poetry going on right now. Um, and I'm very tired because travel does that to you. And so what I'm going to do today is have a little callback to episode one and talk about some poet self-care. There we go. So if you remember in episode one, we featured the poem Testimony by Helen Mort, which I'm going to read out to you again. And, um, and then you can check back with the first episode to see my interpretation of it, and um, all the other details. So right now I just want to call it back to your memory. Here we go. Testimony by Helen Mort. My coffee cooling in a tiny frosted glass. I don't have to taste it to know it's good. I sit beneath a triptych of pale photographs. A sea no one can swim in and Oslo wood. Dense branches lit so sharply they could cut. The woman opposite dissects her almond cake. Sweetness is dissolving on my tongue, abrupt, then lingering. I don't have to see your face to see you. The water rises past the frame. The forest unpeels from the canvas steps clear. I don't need to say your name or ever think of you to keep you near. I don't actually want to talk about the philosophical implications of the poem today, but I want to talk about the actual things happening in the poem, because you can use these things as inspiration for some poetic self-care. So, as Maggie Smith has so astutely said, the world is at least 50% terrible, and that's a conservative estimate. And I think we all get really, really frustrated from time to time, or a lot of the time if you're me. Um, and it's always good to have a little trick up your sleeve to know how you can make life better for you in the moment or how you can take care of yourself better. Um, someone who knows to take great care of herself is my cat. And I need to say this because I'm right now looking at her and she's sitting on top of a bo ball of yarn. I have no idea why she's doing it, but she looks incredibly comfortable. And I think we should all take this as an inspiration. Sit where you're comfortable, chill, you know. The first thing I want to call out is the first two lines of the poem. My coffee cooling in a tiny frosted glass. I don't have to taste it to know it's good. One of my favorite things to do in busy times to give myself a little treat is to go for coffee. Even though coffee is not exactly good for me, it's pure anxiety juice, but in the right dosage and at the right on the right day it's 
more of a little boost to help me with my creative work or my dissertation work. So um, the friends I go to the library with and I, we have this ritual of working for a couple of hours and then making our way down to the library cafe to have a cup of cappuccino or coffee or a latte and maybe a snack and to talk about what we're working on, how it's going, complaining, hugging, anything to make work a little less straining and a little more companionable or on days where I don't go to the library and I still want to get some poetry work done or some reading done for my dissertation I take myself to my favorite cafe in Leipzig which is where I live at the moment so they make incredible coffee they make amazing cakes and so uh, my favorite time to go there is a Monday morning around 10 it's really empty then the music is low, day's just starting. They have the good seats near the electrical sockets are free. And so I take my dissertation work there and um, just have coffee and cake and read, write, whatever. And that's a really good way to take care of myself and also get the things done I know I need to get done. And it's, it's a good way to preserve my energies because work suddenly gets connected to a place of joy and a place of comfort and so it becomes something I look forward to which also um, is mirrored quite nicely in the poem uh, in the second stanza when Helen says the woman opposite dissects her almond cake sweetness is dissolving on my tongue abrupt then lingering so the the moment of savoring a um, a taste, a flavor of something, really focusing on the action of eating and tasting what you're having. So this, for me, boils down to mindfulness, really giving yourself space to enjoy the food you're taking in, to take a moment to just rest and just focus on this one thing you're doing. In this case, it's eating. So these were my first two ideas when it comes to poet self-care. Treat yourself. Have a coffee, have a tea, eat some cake, go out for food or buy yourself groceries if you've been avoiding it. Basically, create a framework that you can work from. Uh, another instance of poetry self-care for me personally is reading. So I like to go back to poetry collections that mean a lot to me. So in this case, that would be um, d um, No Map Could Show Them by Helen Mord is one of my favorite collections, maybe ever. Then there's um, Good Bones by Maggie Smith, which is a quite recent discovery. Also Stag's Leap by Sharon Olds. And then many, many single poems that are just scattered across different collections. So... Um, Poems by Christina Thatcher, who is one of my um, was one of my tutors in Cardiff, and who is an amazing and very generous poet. Um, Rachel Bower's collection, Moon Milk, is beautiful, and um, also anthologies like um, Verse Matters, which was edited by Helen Mort and Rachel Bower. I think. Let me look this up. 
Yes, okay. it was indeed edited by Rachel Bauer and Helen Ward. Um, so reading poetry is also a great form of grounding yourself and sometimes finding the feelings you're having mirrored in the literature you're reading, which is a really rewarding thing to see yourself in other people's work and to feel a bit more grounded in the knowledge that other people feel the way you feel. But honestly, sometimes, just like everyone else, I need a break from poetry. What do I do then? I mean, the obvious answer is read prose, read creative nonfiction, because reading is amazing. But I'm guessing all of you do this anyway. So I'm going to talk a bit about the other things I do to take good care of myself, to um, ground myself and maybe get over an anxiety spike. So one of the very important things is, of course, hanging out with friends, just having this emotional connection with people without any expectations Watching a movie, sitting and talking, having some food together can all be very rewarding. Or when I need to be alone, just doing things with my hands. So I knit and I crochet, which is always a great way to keep your hands busy and focus on your thoughts. Or I listen to podcasts, play with my cat. And one of the things that um, is... A common thing to do, but I still feel um, some people judge it in a way, which is really weird. But um, so I also do like video games, which surprises myself. No, which surprises even me. But um, since I've heard this game mentioned on actually several podcasts that I listen to, shout out to HKHS Pod by Brenna and Joe. Uh, and also to Secret Feminist Agenda by Hannah McGregor. It's um, Stardew Valley, which is a open-ended farming game. And basically you inherit this farm from your grandpa and you move into this farm and start building it up again. So you have this tiny small house and you start s uh, farming crops and raising animals and fishing and foraging. And it's uh, just an incredibly relaxing game. There are no stakes whatsoever. And this is it for today's episode. You might think, uh, not much content there, Fina, was there? But sometimes you need just, I need just that. Taking a break from intense audio content and just listening to someone talk for a bit and maybe talk about things that make them happy and joyful. So that was me in this episode, and I hope you could take some inspiration for your own poetic self-care. And I hope to see you next week with a new poem. Before I go, uh, I want to thank Joe and Anna, who have already submitted poetry to the All I Want for Christmas is Your Poetry special. If you're thinking, what are you talking about? Go back to episode 2.5, where I explain all about how I want to engage with your poetry on the podcast. If you want to send me poems, you can do so by sending them to 
josefina.stagart at gmail.com or by DMing me on Twitter. I will link to both things in the show notes. Furthermore, if you want to interact with me about the podcast, tell me about poems, just tag me in your tweets. I'm at Fina Stargard or use the hashtag FindPoetryPod. I will also link to the poets I've mentioned this episode. I encourage you to go check out their work. They're all wonderful and have been great inspirations to me. And um, I will talk to you next week. Bye. They make incredible coffee. And I'm saying that as someone. Did you just? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, this might go in the outtakes, just so you know. <laughs>